0: Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. We are on episode 279 and it is Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We're back once again. Uh we took a we took a last week off, you know, just wanted a little break, but now we're back. Uh we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh especially Carl. Uh, we've got we'll got some things to, to to cover for tonight. Um got a couple of movies that I'll be reviewing some new ones. And uh you know, you know how we do is we'll be we'll, we sharing all the nerdy goodness and magic as we do every single week or nearly every week rather um as carl is sharing the episode uh, i do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor silk city hot sauce yes yep silkcityhotsauce.com uh, you can use the promo code on their website to get 15 percent off your order the, the promo code is codex and uh, when you use that promo code you can get 15 percent off your order and you when you order all sorts of delectable flavors such as erotic fever ram skull Badass Jew and uh, so many other unique hot sauce flavors that will satisfy any palate, any dish, anywhere. So I tried a new one. Oh, you did? Uh, A spa- a
1: spicy picante. OK. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. It's a good one.
0: All right. All right. Spicy picante. There you go. So, yeah, uh, you can try that flavor, all new flavors and more by going to silkcityhotsauce.com and using the promo code codex codex and you'll get 15% off of your order. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you know, uh you know, we're we're back here. Um you know, a uh, lot uh, some some interesting things have happened like in the past couple of weeks. Um, I know we didn't have a chance to uh, touch on our thoughts about you know like for example WrestleMania 38. Very good WrestleMania. It was it was a great show. It was both of them. Yeah, both both nights were great, and it definitely made up for WrestleMania 32, which you know wasn't a very good show. Uh, 32 was with uh, Triple H versus Roman Reigns in the main event. Oh yeah. 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 Um and we watched
1: that at Maurice's house. I've seen those memories come up from my social media.
0: Yeah. Yeah, shout outs to a uh, former co-host of the show and friend Maurice Cerullo. Uh, we did watch it at his house at the time and it was it was fun watching as a communal experience, but looking back the show itself wasn't yeah, very it wasn't good. it was good. Uh but you know, this this year's WrestleMania 38 took place at the AT&T Dallas Sportatorium.
1: AT&T Stadium. Yeah. Um, you Get know, trolling.
0: You know where you know, and and it was it was the only night of the year that Dallas fans get to see real winners and champions You're in this city. Shut up. <laughs> You're an asshole. So, which which was great for them, you know, good for them because you know, you know, every every city needs needs to see winners this century. Yeah, you got it. Man. You know, so but it, but, it, but yeah, it, it was a great show. Um, I marked out like crazy when I saw Cody Rhodes make his debut in a banger of a match against Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, I
1: may want to go see the rematch down at the Civic Center.
0: You mean at the Dunkin' Donut Center? The Civic Center. You're the only person who calls it the Providence Civic Center. It's 21 years, Carl. Move on. I don't care. You're the only holdout (laughs) calling it by its old name. I
1: don't care.
0: Its name is Tobe. (laughs) Steve, I told you about hitting me so hard, (laughs) man. Oh man! Oh yeah, the roots blooper sketch. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, man, that was a banger of a match. Um, and I'm glad, and I'm glad to see that Cody's on a mission to win the WWE Championship uh, for his father, the late Great American Dream. Baby, um, yep, if you will, baby, to the pay window. He got a bicycle, but <Little> uh, puggy yeah <laughs> Funky like a monkey.
1: You can't do, you cannot do a Dusty Rhodes impression and not smile.
0: I know it's, <laughs> it's 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 so great. Reach for the stars, touch it all. But uh,
1: wind and dine with kings and queens, and I slept in alleys and dined
0: on pumpkin beans. Mm-hmm. That's right, Daddy. That's when a computer took your job. That's hard times. <laughs> Oh god, what a legend. But but yeah, uh Cody Rhodes on a mission to win a WWE championship, which is which is great. Um also one of my favorite matches of WrestleMania 38, Bianca Belair versus uh Becky Lynch. Good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Becky I mean hats off to both both women and especially Bianca Belair two consecutive Bangers seen that, at WrestleMania. You seen that
1: black eye she got though?
0: Ooh, that was nasty. When okay. when Becky Lynch came off the top rope and her her foot came right on her on her right left eye. Ooh, that was nasty. But that was fun. Um, even Pac McAfee versus Austin. Thinley.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, nah, five star cl- five star classic. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville.
0: I <laughs> laughed. I t- yo. I popped so hard for we man yo when we man body slammed sammy zane yo that that match had me laughing i but was wrong that,
1: and that's what it was for like Meltzer, oh, yeah. you know Meltzer didn't rate it but i'm like
0: say what you want that shit was great it was it was sports entertainment <laughs>
1: yeah but it was
0: good <laughs> yeah it was good sports entertainment you know uh sammy Zayn was a great comedic fall guy yeah. um I, I, you know, I, I cracked up when he kicked Wee Man in the face though, and the crowd chanted "asshole" at him. that <laughs> shit was.
1: But it worked. It got him the heat that he needed. Even Sami yeah. Zayn put me uh, went public and said, "Listen, I was actually very proud of that match."
0: As well, he should, he should be. be yeah.
1: You yeah. know what? Vic is now a closet Johnny Knoxville fan.
0: <laughs> I am not a closet Johnny Knoxville fan. Like, I remember I was I was texting John the details of the, the play-by-play of the match, and John, and John was cracking up laughing. Yo,
1: it's it was hilarious. <laughs> and,
0: you know what? And shout-outs to all those celebrities. Yeah. They all showed out. They did. They did. Even, and I hate giving this man credit, but Logan Paul. Oh, yep. I said it to a friend of mine. He was like, yo, so... He was not. He's not really a wrestling
1: fan, but he, you know, kept up. He's like, yo, Logan Paul. They said Logan Paul was in it. Yeah. Yeah. And he did good. Yeah. He's like, fuck. Yeah. I want to hate this man, but I gotta respect him. Yeah, it's. it's he, a, he, yeah,
0: yeah. He he did the damn thing. He 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 pulled his weight at WrestleMania. I I, I still hate him though, but uh, it's okay.
1: It's okay. Just we just gotta have to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, also, uh, yeah, like, Pat McAfee theory, of course, oh, and of course, the single worst Worst. Stone Cold stunner cell in history. Yep. Even Austin was cracking up after he hit that (laughs) stunner. Oh,
1: absolutely. At that point, Austin was just having fun. Oh, yeah.
0: And, and, yo, like, I marked out because I didn't think that we would actually see a full-on match between Austin and Kevin Owens. That was a great way for Austin to go out, to, like, Get that closure, get that win at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. So that and that was there. And he was taking bumps on the concrete. Like what? You're he saying he's a madman at fifty seven. Look look his thing jump going through tables at sixty three. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Darby Allen's rubbing off on him. He's like he's like, I gotta pull my weight here with these young fellas. But <laughs> he but hey
1: need to, but okay. Yeah. And But I because of how we went out in WWE stuff, but
0: yeah, and also like and also you can see that match also doubled as like a commercial for his beer cuz he it kept he kept chugging it left and right. Yeah. Like like Popeye in his spinach. And I'm like and I kept thinking to myself, I got to order some of that beer. Oh, I already have you tried the IPA? Uh, i'm not a fan of ipas that's a thing
1: me neither but i think it's actually a pretty good one and i'm not saying it's just because of my fandom but it actually really is a pretty good one yes the ipa does have that aftertaste that sticks to you right there and the, yeah and the throat but it's just like but you still get a good taste out.
0: you still get a good
1: taste out of it okay. especially when it's like really really cold
0: okay yeah yeah i'll I'll definitely give it a shot you know yeah i think
1: i can yeah i can i can get you some Nice. I know. I know the store. Yeah, I know the store that has them. Oh, nice.
0: Cool. Yeah. So yeah, Austin's last match was fun. Um, Vince McMahon, the worst stunner cell in history, which topped his one in '97 when yeah. he flopped like a fish. <laughs> yeah. The Austin theory. Uh, the Austin theory. So. Oh, that was great. That reminded me of like Scott Hall. Scott Hallman from WrestleMania 18.
1: Yep. That yeah. one. Oh. Um, Pat McAfee. So. Oh, well, he just kind of stood up and then and then just fell back, rolled out the ring, and he's drink, he's laying down drinking the IP at the same time. I was like, oh, you yeah. know what, that's fucking great. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, and I liked his entrance too when he uh, had the white stripes by um, yeah. Jack White, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a cool entrance, um, and of course, and also also the uh, the main event, uh, Ro- Roman Reigns winning the Universal and WWE Championships. yeah
1: it did look like it was cut in. they had to cut it short cause it did look like Roman was legit hurt but I, mean, I guess he's he probably is cause he hasn't wrestled
0: since yeah and and I think it's like it's a case where like they don't know exactly where to go cause like cause like I wrestled the Raw after Mania and Smackdown I hear that he was like he really didn't have much to say beyond oh yeah I want the Usos to unify the tag team titles alright well yeah, yeah
1: exactly. but
0: nah Thirty-eight, they did it. Yeah, thirty-eight. They put it down. They did. It was a great show. Um, you know, you know, the only time Dallas gets to see winners, you're an asshole, but shut up. <laughs> that's great. You know, and uh, you know, it, proof that the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, the most winningest team in in the city of Dallas, uh, this century. It, it, it's it's funny because it's true. But Mama. yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, it, it's great. Um. John John says that uh, I need to watch the full Jackass movie. Um, I've seen clips on YouTube of the different uh, some of the different stunts. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever sit down and watch a whole Jackass movie because, well, you know, um, I, I you haven't... probably
1: just never was a Jackass fan. Nah, no, nah, I, I I was back in high school, so that was very like nostalgic. Yeah, that's why I loved the match so much. It was very nostalgic. It's
0: yeah. Like yeah yeah like like the, like i like i knew what the match was going into it so yeah. th- it was it was hilarious to see but you know the show's itself's like yeah i don't want to see people like flinging themselves with porta potty slingshots and you know hitting them hit, finding 38 different ways to hit themselves in the groin that's like all right that's cool uh but you know there's better things to watch uh because I have a college education, but anyway, but yeah, uh, but yeah. Besides that, uh, yeah, I know, Carl, I know you, Carl. You've got a lot to dive into. I know you had quite the weekend. Should we start with you though? Are you, should we start with me? I think we should start with you.
1: Do you, you anyway. have? Le- Let's just compare
0: it to you because I have I have a couple movies and like a, a couple movie reviews and like a, you know some PS Five talk and that's about it but
1: uh yeah start with you
0: yeah so yeah we'll 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 get into the what i've been up to uh this past uh this past couple weeks um one of the things i got into was i finally i ordered uh and i watched the collectors uh, the 50th anniversary collector's edition of the godfather trilogy in 4k uh ultra hd uh fully restored uh by francis ford coppola um man these films in 4k look absolutely phenomenal can i touch it yes um
1: wow that's really
0: smooth yeah nice okay yeah yeah this this is an absolutely phenomenal set um like it's just seeing the godfather 1 and 2 especially in 4k was just like astounding like it's never looked that good like like even like back in back in 2008 uh you can open it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like back in two thousand eight, um there was the Coppola restoration at that time, which looked great on Blu-ray, but this with the four K uh versions take it to a whole different level. It's like it's akin to watching the actual thirty five millimeter film print uh in a theater. But the the, the level of clarity, the, the the fine film grain, the texture, the detail, everything just comes alive in such a such a way that that it hasn't hasn't come alive before. Uh, uh, on the home home uh, video format, but yeah, uh, Godfather one and two are still phenomenal. Uh, the, the The set also comes with the re edit of of the Godfather Part Three, which is titled Coda: The Death of Michael Corleone, which has a couple of subtle or uh, uh, re edits to make the make the um, story you know a little more comprehensive and it flow it flow a little better. Just subtle just subtle edits at the beginning and then at the end that make it that do that kind of like fine tune it. Um, it's a great it's a great trilogy of course um one or two are masterpieces uh coda or part 3 still a, still an excellent film in its own right um yeah some of the greatest performances in history in the history of cinema brando pacino de Niro, as young vito corleone um james Kahn, um the great john Cazal, as fredo man um yeah it, it, it's it's just a phenomenal series um have you seen the godfather films uh, a
1: long time ago. Like, like when I was like not even old enough to really like understand what was going on.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, you should you should definitely uh, rewatch them at some point. They're just just excellent, just phenomenal. Um and and, yeah, and Francis Ford Coppola, man, like he made like three straight masterpieces in the seventies in his heyday. It was The Godfather One and Two and Apocalypse Now, which is probably the greatest war movie ever made, so yeah, um, yeah, and this set also comes with the uh, three art prints of of the series. So you ain't got nowhere to put all oh, this a space right there. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave them in the in the box. Yeah, you know? uh-huh. but uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, Godfather uh, 50th Anniversary Edition 4K Ultra HD. It's uh, a really nice set.
1: It is. That is a really nice set. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a
0: it's an offer I c- I couldn't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so yeah, so yeah. Watch that; that was great. Uh, Some PS5 report. um, 16 hours into Horizon Forbidden West.
1: Man.
0: Um, And I got many more to go. I'm just I'm just trying to do all the side quests as well as I go. Exploring so many different things. Uh, It's it's a gorgeous game. This game is just it's so sumptuous. It's Uh so juicy. Uh It's so succulent man like the it's man if you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn or if you haven't finished it you sh- you really should finish that game and then get into Forbidden West because man it, there's some interesting directions it's taking right now with the narrative so far I'm like hmm okay so yeah man it's it's a great continuation plays just like the first um with some added tweaks um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's so good, man. It's, it's, it's what the PS5 is about. And you gotta make a it weird. It's, it's, it's the juiciest game All right, <laughs> <laughs> that, that I've played for a while. So yeah, um, many, many more hours to go in that game. So my plan is to finish that in the, in the next few weeks and then get into guardians of the galaxy, which I did dabble in a bit, which looks great. Told you. Yep. Absolutely looks great.
1: You like the soundtrack so far? Did you listen to any of the soundtrack?
0: I did, yeah. Good good selection of eighties <laughs> games, yeah. Um but yeah, I'll I'll definitely get into Guardians once I finish Horizon. Um also I still gotta finish Guardians. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. Yeah. That's that game that game is fun though from yeah, the little I, I haven't
1: really had time to like really just sit down and play video
0: games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel you, Yeah. But, yeah, um, so yeah, besides that, I saw I saw two, two new movies, uh, new-ish movies. Uh, uh, one I finally got to see, uh, the Best Picture winner of this year, Coda, which is on Apple TV+, Plus. Um, uh, which was directed by Sean Hader. It won three Academy Awards, Best Picture, uh, Best Supporting Actor by Troy Kotzer, and Best Adapted Screenplay by its director, Sean Hader. Um, it's a great film. Um, it's a great Best Picture winner. It's a feel-good story. Um, is the story, it's, it stars, uh, Amelia Jones, uh, Marley Matlin, uh, Troy Kotzer, uh, Daniel Durant and Eugenio, uh, Derbez. And the film, it's about, um, the film CODA, it stands for child of deaf adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the main character is this girl named Ruby played by Amelia. And she, you know, she and her family, they're like a fishing family. They live in Gloucester, Mass, which where, where the film was actually shot. Oh, wow. Yeah and uh and she you know she's the only hearing person in her family and she has the dreams of singing like she wants to sing and she's really good she's talented uh but her family uh they want her to stick around because she also functions as their interpreter like wherever they go for example like when they're when her dad and brother are out fishing um she has to wa- listen for like the the sirens and like a- alerts um when when they're out and about she has to translate for them um so yeah so she so there's like a conflict between you know figuring out like going after what she wants and then and and then also like her family having trouble letting her go right. um it's a it's a it's a really good film it's very well written it's very funny um there's plenty of great scenes especially Troy so i can definitely see why he won how he won the uh oscar for best supporting actor because he's really funny in it too and like there's a scene like where and and and, and what's what's great what's great was that it kind of shows like some some like interesting scenarios where like you know what what it's like at least living with a deaf family especially if you're if you're a person who can hear yeah so like you know for obviously obviously for for her parents like you know they would make noise and like you know they would think nothing of it because like you know obviously they're deaf so there's a scene where where she has a friend over and her parents well she let's just say you hear a lot of thumping in the, in the <laughs> next room over and some screaming and she's like oh my, and she's like completely mortified it's like like, mom dad i have company over like what are you doing and then the, the, her father's like well your mother's hot like what am i supposed to do <laughs> <laughs> and he's like and he's just, he says he communicates that in sign language and then he, then he communicates uh, to her friend like what are your intentions with my daughter and he's like basically like mimicking like wrapping up a condom and it's like it's painfully awkward but it's hilarious <laughs> and then um and then there's another scene where um uh she's uh you know she's a she's she's like Fighting her nervousness, she's trying. She's singing in front of her class, and her teacher is like this sarcastic dude who, you know, definitely sees something in her and wants to wants her to like break out of her shell. Um, there's also some funny scenes with like a, a, her, Ruby's friend who basically who basically is like, hey, hey, listen, your brother's cute, and I'm trying to smash. So what's up with that? <laughs> oh, God. And so and so Ruby gives her oh, like, all right, all right. So she teaches her some sign language to like get her brother's brother's attention, and then and then when she leaves, her brother's like. I was like, "Hey, how come your friend just told me she has herpes?" <laughs> so, so it was like, "Some funny, so like funny scenes like that throughout the film." I was like, uh, "So it was definitely hilarious, um, hilarious and heartfelt." Yeah. Like I said, very well written. Like all, the, all the humor was spot on, um, and even like just like the, con- the, the, the the central conflict between going after what you want and you know being obligated with your to your family. Um, yeah, it's it definitely earned its best picture win. Awesome.
1: Um, I was getting ready to ask, I'm like, did it deserve it?
0: yeah i'd say so yeah it it definitely deserved it um you know like i said big shout outs to to apple tv plus actually being the first streaming service to win the best picture oscar i thought it would be netflix but you know it was less funny life life will surprise you but yeah coda absolutely worth seeing um um it's it's exclusively on apple tv plus so if if you have the service definitely check it out it's a feel-good film um um it's also uh, also like I said, filmed in Gloucester, Mass. So it's also cool seeing uh, New England get its get some shine as well. Uh, so yeah, that's a great film. Um, uh, another great film, which I absolutely recommend. It's in theaters now. It's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once.
1: You know what? Just... Shout-outs to B. Rob, who just had a birthday last week, and actually, big also,
0: Happy birthday, pops!
1: Oh, nice! Happy birthday. <laughs> um he recommended that to me
0: yes yes like everything everywhere all at once is wild it is such a wild movie like this movie is just it's it's the most and in a good in a great way it's uh produced by a24 Uh-oh. and they and they always crank out some unique hits and yeah. and this film it's it's absolutely hilarious it's extraordinary it's So creative. It's uh, directed by uh, Daniel Kwan. Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. They're the uh, directors of uh, the 2016 film Swiss Army Man. Oh, okay. Yep, with um, Paul Dano and um, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, he plays a corpse that farts. (laughs) So... And so like so, I knew this. I was gonna get a good laugh at that. That's why you mentioned it. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's that was such a good movie. <laughs> but this, the, the, this film uh, stars Michelle Yeoh, uh, Ki Hoi Quan, uh, Stephanie Hsu, uh, James Hong, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, so the film it, it stars uh, Michelle Yeoh. She plays this uh, um, a laundromat owner, and basically, you know, she's a she's a middle aged mother, and you know her her life is kind of you know you know she's just drifting. You know she's. She she spent her whole life dabbling in different things, but she never really got to fulfill uh, or fully realize any of her dreams or her goals, um, and and she's frustrated running this um, running this laundromat with her husband uh, Waymond, uh, played by Ki Hoi Kwan, um, who uh, who Ki Hoi Kwan you may have you may, you may remember remember him as uh, the the Asian character Data from from the Goonies, <laughs> and Short Round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, right. Um. Yep. So he. So he. He makes his return here, um, and Stephanie Hsu plays uh, plays Joy, their daughter, and so. Um, you know. Uh, the they. Uh, so they. So their managers on the rocks, and uh, and at the same time, they actually have to go to the IRS building. They have to go to the IRS because their business is in the process of being audited, and so the main uh, IRS agent that they have to deal with is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, who. Who you could tell she was having so much fun because she's like she kind of looks kind of frumpy and dowdy. She kind of reminded me of um, Mo Collins' character Lorraine from Mad TV. Oh, snap. <laughs> just 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 in the way she how dowdy she looked and just how had this serious no nonsense demeanor. And so um, while they're being audited, um, uh, you know M- uh, Michelle Yeoh's character Evelyn, uh, she actually she actually um, has her attention uh, diverted by by another version of her husband Waymond who claims that he's actually a different Waymond from another another universe and so um and so the story is is that Waymond is trying to is trying to get Evelyn to um to save to um to to save the other other multiple other multiverses or universes if you will from this menace called Jobu to Tupaki, who's who's wreaking havoc on all sorts of different uh, uh, universes across different dimensions, and so uh, uh, Evelyn has to master what's called verse jumping, where she has to jump. Um, where she has to, uh, she uses these Bluetooth headset devices to sort of jump her consciousness or to borrow another consciousness from another version of herself in another universe to borrow their skills. Oh. So, like for example, if there's a, a, a version of Evelyn that knows kung fu, she'll have to jump. And you and borrow the consciousness of another Evelyn to borrow their kung fu skills so she can fight, and so uh, and so the whole film it's it's just a smattering of different references to like different movies, um, different TV shows, and and it's such a such a wildly creative take of of multiple dimensions and multiverses and and the film does have a, has a lot to say too about you know you know unrealized potential and you know realizing your dreams and also you know how it's never too late to you know start start anew um it has a lot to say about family as well um and also what's great is that uh all of the from the the editing and all the different references man and all the different unique uh And creative universes that's shown in the film is just like, wow, that is creative. And, man, there's a Ratatouille reference (laughs) in this movie, which had me dying.
1: Um, Okay, no,
0: because I'm looking it up right right now. First of all,
1: James Hong. Love that guy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's up there, too. Early 90s. 93, I just looked. Um, Randy Newman as Chad's raccoon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you'll... Yeah, it it makes sense when you watch the movie. Um like there's a yeah, like there's there's a Ratatouille reference that, that's that's absolutely hilarious in the film. Um there's a there's also another scene which involves just rocks just ta- having a conversation which was absolutely which was actually pretty funny and kind of poignant. Um there's a there's another scene which references one of my all-time favorite films, uh, In the Mood for Love, uh, by Wong Kar Wai, Hong Kong filmmaker, uh, which which was shot which was shot really well. Um, the film is the film also kind of se- also does a great job of celebrating Michelle Yeoh as a movie star, referencing her past roles and also um, you know uh, referencing her star power, and it's, it's it's just it's just absolutely stunning, like in terms of a like, creativity like, fresh filmmaking. Like, this is how you take the whole multiple universes concept and actually make something fresh, you know? You know, and, you know, and it's something different than, you know, you know, a strange doctor in the corporate verse of, oh, of here he goes in the, in the corporate verse of, of intellectual property madness, rather than seeing oh look, this professor Xavier, it's like, no, this is actual creativity that has something of substance to say beyond just, Oh, this reference sets up five other movies. No, this is a singular he's gonna love work. Movie, watch, right? This is a singular work. And, and, if, and if there's, man. and if there's one, If there's one multiple universe movie that's gonna get that's gonna get that that should get the bulk of the praise this year, it is everything, everywhere, all at once. This is original filmmaking. I absolutely recommend it. Um, Dan Dan Scheinart, Dan Kwan, they're absolutely terrific at at the helm. Shoutouts to Anthony and Joe Russo for producing this film. Oh, really? Yep, they were producers of this film. Um, Yes, and. And, and yeah like 824 like puts out great work and um and all, and all and all I gotta say and all i gotta say is uh, uh a strange doctor the ball is in your court I don't think you're gonna be as interesting but I you, you can, you try. Right. You I can try you can try he's gonna love it I guarantee it because
1: he said you have done that before and then you have been proven wrong
0: I like it for sure but no if it gonna do if if, it, if it's as impressive as what I've seen in this film, Everything Everywhere All at Once. You're going to put you another wager on that? What wager? I ain't putting no wagers. I'm not going to eat no hose you're you're of Satan and none, of that, none nah. of that. But yeah, check it out. It's in theaters now. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Michelle Michelle Yo, Give her her flowers right now. Marvel, follow that.
1: Okay. Um. There's a character named Big Nose. Yes. Paid by Jenny. Okay. Yeah.
0: And, uh, (laughs) and also um, uh, there are butt plugs involved. When you watch the movie, it makes sense. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know how to,
1: I don't know what to do with that
0: information now. I don't know. Stubert. What's happening, brother? All right. Uh, Stubert is in the chat. Chris Stewart of pop stew. Yes. Fellow, um, fellow ps5 uh compatriot oh yeah
1: you know what my time will come
0: it will i believe it yeah just look out for that email i, know, I gotta get some money up first <laughs>
1: yeah sure. well, well it's my turn right
0: it's your turn the floor is yours oh, jesus christ get ready get comfortable all right i'm gonna relax over here <laughs> uh,
1: all right uh, pretty soon I'm going to need you, because you're going to have to, like, pass the car. Well, I got the car. Well, the camera's right there. Yeah. So, this weekend, uh, I attended the Wicked Comic Con in Boston. So, first of all, big shout-outs to a friend of the show, Chris McDermott, for just blessing me with the free ticket.
0: Nice. Okay. He said, oh,
1: yeah, here's a free ticket to Wicked Comic Con. Oh, cool.
0: Hey. Okay. Why not?
1: (laughs) And I pretty much came to the conclusion that Comic Cons are officially dangerous for my pockets. Clearly. And I leave, but I leave with joy.
0: That's what it's about. That's what it's about.
1: Yeah. I mean, just not only for the, you know, the money that I've spent, but yet. The networking opportunities was just amazing. And also, a big shout out to my cousin Coco, too, who let me park in her car and I just Ubered around all within like a short radius. So, which was like, which worked out perfectly for me. But so many people that I have uh, networked networked with. Um, Let me see. So, first of all, I got a chance to network with the famous cosplayer Ivy Doom Kitty. Okay. If you look at the if you look at the pictures um that I posted on our um instant, on our social media, she was dressed up as a Common San Diego.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. That was a cool one.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also, uh friend of the show, Mink the Seder. Oh uh, yeah. And she had she had that Horizon I should say now, Horizon Forbidden West cosplay. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah like I, I was just that same time, I'm like, "Yo, why hasn't anybody dressed up as Aloy?" <laughs> oh
0: shoot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like it's it funny because like when I saw that picture, I, th- I thought I was thinking, "Is it Mink the Sater? Is it the same person?" Wow.
1: Sure enough, was. Wow. So and, and then also uh, Sue Lee, she's an artist who's actually uh, working on a. Uh, she actually does work on a comic that I'm currently reading, and. Um, and I have reviewed the first issue of um, "What's the Furthest Place from Here," published, uh, published by Image. Nice. Uh, Nate Bellegarde and I. Please forgive me for if I butchered their name, but he's actually an animator and an artist on the TV show Invincible. Awesome. Okay. Um, right. Tom Frank, who's a comedian and an artist for a, a new upcoming pro a new uh, project that's out right now called uh, Jumbo Titan X. Dante K. Dante K. Miller, a young black artist, a visual and literary literary artist, who actually has a, a comic coming out. Mm-hmm. I actually bought a little card from his work of his work. Nice. This one I actually popped for. Alex Cormac, who's the illustrator of a comic that I'm currently reading and I'm currently enjoying, mm-hmm. Crimson Cage. Okay. The uh the one that's about the the one that's uh store uh wrestling version of Macbeth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you mentioned that before. Yeah. Yeah. Him. He was there. Nice. Uh Steve Randolph from J&S Collectibles who's just gotten so much so much of my money even in the past Comic-Cons. <laughs> Holy shit. So like I said, I spent so much money. Mm. This was just from Saturday alone, if you can hear the thud.
0: It's a fat stack right there.
1: Yeah. Yes. Mm. So, let me see. Where should I start? Okay, so artist, famous Black Panther artist Ken Lashley was there. Okay. And got him to sign my uh, Black Panther annual that he worked on, along with my signature of Don McGregor.
0: Nice. All right. Let me just, there we go.
1: Oh, so you can get a
0: better look. There you go. Yeah.
1: That's what's up. All right. Um. I'm
0: yeah, we just put it right there.
1: Let me see. What's next up? Oh, so uh Alter Reality, the people who organize um Rhode Island Comic-Con. Um they had their artists here, Ian Chase Nichols, Jay Kennedy, and Rich Woodall. So I had him sign my uh, my uh copy of Argonauts. Oh, it's not big shout out to Nikomatala. Uh ch- women's champion from New World Wrestling Extreme.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Um Okay, this actually wasn't signed. He was gonna be there and I didn't see his booth, so he kind of missed out. So speaking of uh Alex Cormac, not only did I was able to meet him, talk to him, but he gave me the whole series of Crimson Cage. Okay. Signed each and every artist. I mean, signed each and every issue, including hold up, yeah. issue five that's not even out yet. Dope.
0: Oh. You think?
1: Yeah. I guess that damn I I scored a lot. Oh my god! Please don't rip it.
0: Yeah, that was just that's a that's a win right there. Yeah, th-
1: man. Listen, I'm actually yeah. starting to get lightheaded talking about all this <laughs> stuff. Okay, some of my finds I actually did include um, Deathlock Number One. Looks like from a ninety, yeah, nineteen ninety-one. So Death it's in one of those like you buy, <laughs> what was it like, buy two, buy three, get one free type of deals. Yeah,
0: Deathlock. That's the name I haven't heard in years.
1: He's actually he's actually in the MCU. Is he? Yeah, he was in Agents of Shield. Oh, okay. He was actually played by, uh, I forgot the name of the actor, but he played uh, Richard Street in the Temptations movie. Oh, man. Yeah,
0: I'd have to look that up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Let me see. New Mutants 18, which is the first appearance of the new Warlock. Okay. Uh,
0: some vintage issues right here.
1: Oh, absolutely. For some pretty decent prices now this one is wolverine inner fury but it was the the cover the bill sinkowitz cover that i loved and i used to see it in wizard magazines remember those all the time
0: well i like this cover
1: so i was always a fan of that cover and then i just saw it especially for that cheap price i'm like yeah i gotta get it Uh, oh this darth vader number 11 i just always i love the cover it didn't even. It came out a couple, like a year or two ago. Yeah. But this cover was just
0: dope to me. That is. Into the Fire Exegol, Issue yeah. Eleven. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I looked out in this one, and I got uh, Ninja Turtles number one twenty-seven. Like I said, it was part of the buy, you know, bargain bundles. Yeah. But it's actually the first appearance of Venus De Milo, the female Ninja Turtle. Oh, yeah. Was she, so, was she in the cartoon? I don't think the cartoon, but they did have a live show. Actually, so, yeah, I literally just discovered today, because yeah. I only saw this cover. Yeah. I turned it over just discovering today while I was prepping for the show, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got the A and B covers.
0: There you go. Wow. <laughs> it's a win-win right there.
1: Um, Same thing with this one. Uh, Marvel's War as Hell, but it also came with both A and uh, both the A cover and the and the variant.
0: Okay. Nice.
1: Whew. Take a. I need to take a breath. I need to take a breath.
0: Yeah, war as hell. Looks like a World War Two themed. It
1: looks thing. like it. Like it's leading to that direction. i I'm. I actually do plan on reading a lot of these. Some I'm very scared to touch. Mm. Now this one you probably may get a little um get a little happy about. All right. I have here daredevil number 13 why is daredevil 13 so special let's
0: see the secret of kazar's origin
1: nope i mean it's in there but paid 30, 30 bucks for it mm.
0: the first
1: appearance of anti-metal Anti- aka
0: vibranium oh okay interesting Vibranium, okay.
1: Always interested in though, like, when did they first mention it? In a Daredevil comic of all places. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So... Oh! That's... Iron Man 284. hmm First appearance of uh, Rhodey Rhodes in the Iron Man and the War Machine... in the War Machine armor.
0: Okay. Says, uh, the death of Anthony Stark.
1: Which... Don't really know the answer to, so, like, don't know what's about. But, you know, I think I'm just going to read it Hmm. just for the sake of it. Oh! Thor number 300, Origin of Odin.
0: Well, how about that?
1: Like, these are gems that I am finding. Yeah, these are for for good
0: prices, too.
1: Absolutely. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? Why not? And yeah. so, also, like I said, I, I met um Nate Bellgard mm-hmm. and he actually put has a uh, invincible presents Adam and e- Adam Eve and Rex Blode if you remember uh, two characters from the show getting their own spin off and yeah he actually did sign it right then and there autographs were free really yeah from the artist cuz mo- it was very small it literally it was just two rooms oh wow, wow. um let me see And next up, I also have. Oh my God, what did I do with it? Well, Jumbo Titan X issues one and two. Okay. So, uh, by Tom Frank, who's actually a comedian and who's a comedian and comic book artist. Yeah. Uh, Cable Reloaded, I love. It's the Layfield cover for me. Alright, I ran out of bagging boards, but here's my uh, what's the furthest place from here, uh, signed by uh, Sue Lee. Mm-hmm.
0: Right here. Uh,
1: there you go. Eternals number nine. First appearance of Sprite, who was played by uh, Liam McHugh in the movie. Eternals 13. First appearance of Gilgamesh, who was played by Don Lee. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Let me see.
1: <laughs> Your boy. Iron Fist number 10.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: First appearance of the Daughters of the Dragon.
0: Yeah, the only good thing about that show. Oh, Jesus.
1: Huh. <sighs> and a 1979 reprint. Of Silver Surfer number one.
0: Number one. Yes. Okay.
1: Wow. So then And also here's a uh, copy of a signed copy of uh, Jumbo Titan X for you. Oh, thank you.
0: Huh, much appreciated. <laughs> I look And
1: yeah, these are more that's pretty much it. Oh, and also here's the uh art by uh Oh my god. By Dot Dante Miller. Mm-hmm. Who's actually coming out with his own uh, comic book project? And I had a nice conversation with him. Mm-hmm. So all those people that may, that they met, that I've met, that I've talked to, yeah, with the exception of Ken Lashley because his line was pretty packed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All want to come on the show.
0: Wow, That's a that's a line. It's a huge lineup of guests right there. Are you complaining?
1: No, not at all. All right. <laughs>
0: That's why I paid the Zooms for. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that was. Yeah, that's. Whew! I'm surprised wow. I got through it that fast.
0: Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, as you can see, people. I'm just gonna uh, reach in here. You gotta use some strength just to pick all that up. All my strumpf. This is a mean stack of comics right here. And. Yeah, some of these some of these are you know, they cost gems. Yeah. Some of these are have are have like these uh, collector prices right here. But yeah, these are some cool vintage uh vintage uh, collectors items you got here.
1: Oh yeah, shout out to J and S collectibles another where remember how at New uh Rhode Island Comic Con when I'm just looking up like gems and comics and they had them, and you're just sitting there like what you gonna do? You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. <laughs> and I usually just gave in. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JNS collectibles. JNS. They have a podcast. And guess what? They want to come on the show.
0: Hey, come one, come all. For,
1: tell me about it, man. I forget yeah. that's my favorite. One of my favorite things about podcasting. Yeah. And So, at least let me give you to the up-to-date ones that I have read. Actually, there's a few. From my weekly purchases at Rock. Yes, I spend a lot of money on comics. (laughs) Okay, hold on. What's the... All right, so two new facsimiles came out. Um, So, one... First off, I'm going to start off with this one. The Amazing Spider-Man 238, the facsimile edition, which is actually the first appearance of Hobgoblin.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that
1: character. And Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, number one, which is I think the first battle with the Tarantula.
0: Tarantula, hmm. yeah, you know, I won't be surprised if you see a, if we see start seeing characters like the tra- Tarantula in the MCU. Oh yeah, because at this point it's like, well, we used the, most of the main villains. <laughs> they
1: did, yeah. But here's the thing: Shang Chi wasn't a main villain. He was not a main villain. A main hero when... Yeah, Yeah, one of the best movies this year.
0: Oh, last year. Last year, excuse me.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Deadpool, Bad Blood number one, which is actually a re-release of his first, um, of his first graphic novel. They're just re-releasing it in uh, single in um, single comic book form.
0: Yep.
1: And yeah, wow. That's my comic book filled weekend. Wow,
0: that was a. That was a mean stack. That's a, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. In addition to your weekly, uh, comics uh, pickups, man, hey, it's just just balling out of control, Carl. Hey,
1: listen, you had your moment with the PS Five. Let me at least have
0: this. Oh, absolutely. By all means. Yeah. <laughs> some some cool vintage pickups right there too.
1: Yeah, and I'm just because I have a hunt list in my phone, so just in case if I do go to places like that or like Time Capsule or. Yeah. Um, and you know any other vintage places i'm just like, hey let me see if they have this and if they have that and then i'll look around and stuff mm-hmm. and god damn they i knocked out those three i'm like damn what the hell <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i know i know for me like it's been a it's been a few weeks since i've picked up some comics um yeah i'm just waiting for cuz i know like for the cu- couple series that i that i pick up the they've been pushed back the some of the latest issues like for good asian and um oblivion song so i'm just waiting to get those uh, once they become available. What about Saga? Saga, yeah, I got to catch up with that. Yeah, I think you only bought
1: two issues behind because you bought the the first one when it came back out, right? Yeah, the first two. Oh, the first two, and then you—I think you are only behind one.
0: Yeah. So
1: so yeah, so yeah. Whew! That's it for the com- the comics end. Yeah, man. Probably my longest one.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah tons of tons of good pickups uh for sure um and yeah thank and yeah shout out to you my friend for getting all these uh guests that are interested in uh in uh chatting with us on our podcast i'm down.
1: listen i'm down with it like i'm learning so much from this podcast and
0: especially
1: with networking and marketing and stuff and i just i'm I'm learning. I'm learning a whole new skill, and on top of that, meeting new people. Like telling you, being in this podcast was the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh yeah, one of the best best things that ever happened to me. Oh yeah, I should get in trouble for saying the best. (laughs) 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 Um, there was one thing I did want to bring up to you. Yeah, and I shoot you. I shot you a text earlier about it. And a lot of and a couple of actors have been speaking on method acting, yeah. And uh, I guess apparently it's becoming a problem or something. Hmm. So, to hit from a few quote from some quotes that I caught from an IGN post, and I got and they got this this quote via Collider. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Jackson says, "It's it's a job of playing make believe." You do it effectively and doing it in a way that's not harmful to you because it's a safe space. You're supposed to be able to safely come into this space, work, and give emotionally and not be harmed by it. Hmm. Okay. Motherfucker. <laughs> he didn't say motherfucker, but I just said Oh, yeah. Same okay. Robert Pattinson said on Variety, you you only ever see people do method when they're playing an asshole. <laughs> Uh Matt Mickelson via GQ UK says it's bullshit but preparation you can take into to insanity what if it's in what's what if it's a shit film what do you think it, what do you think you achieved am i impressed that you didn't drop characters should you you should have dropped it from the beginning
0: <laughs> yeah
1: okay and Will Poulter said via via the independent but if your process creates an uh, creates an inhospitable in- inhospitable, thank you, yeah. um, environment, then to me you've lost sight of what's important. Method acting shouldn't be used as an excuse for inappropriate behavior, and it definitely has.
0: Hmm. hmm. It's okay. Some some interesting, very takes of the method acting. Uh yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Um like you hear like you hear stories of uh of some actors who like 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 for example, like there's um when when I think of method acting nowadays, like I would I think of Daniel Day-Lewis uh who who retired a few years ago mm-hmm. after Phantom Thread. Like he was a guy who was a uh, a proper method actor, like somebody who really, st- who studied a role in a character and like got so deep into the role that he actually got some really great performances. I mean, there's a reason why he's a three time Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. Um, like from, you know, my left foot to um, there will be blood Lincoln, like, like method acting, like method acting to that point where, where you're studying a character and you want to inhabit their, their space as, as best you can to like really, give like the best performance you could. I, I I can get, I can, I can dig that. Um But then you have like method acting where it becomes harmful or it becomes try hard. And that's where you, that's where Jared Leto comes in. <laughs> cause, cause, cause Jared Leto ever since, I don't know what it is, but ever since he won the Oscar for best supporting actor for, for Dallas Buyers club, it's like something, something, something shifted where like, he started believing his own hype, I guess. And for example, like you heard the you may have heard the stories about the making of suicide squad from 2016, where he was so into the Joker that he would actually send his castmates, like used condoms and dead rats. Like, like, like w- w- days when they, that they weren't filming like, Oh, this is, this is from the Joker. This is what the Joker would send in the mail. Uh, and I'm like all of that. And you weren't even in the movie for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 smile face on his ha- on his hand but then
1: Heath Ledger which I can understand that would drain some concern I mean at least with Michael B Jordan like he did some method acting to get into ca- get into the Killmonger har- um, character reading uh, books by uh like Marcus Garvey and um yeah other like um revolutionaries mm-hmm. and black and and uh mm-hmm black culture and it got to and he just kind of isolated himself yeah to the point where he was like all right now that we're finished i need to get therapy to kind of get yeah. back you know oh yeah like to come get, back like, to reality
0: oh yeah yeah because like um because especially if you're if you're playing like a, a villainous character and you and you're trying to get into that character's like headspace and like the uh emotional truth of that character it's like, you know, you do have to like, as an actor, like from, and and this is what I read too, um, where actors have to like find sides of themselves that, which are deeply undesirable, like sides that they don't want to really acknowledge. Like yeah. if they, like under the right circumstances, they could be something like this person that's totally bad or evil. And they have to tap into that for like a good amount of time to get to the emotional truth in the core of the character. And yeah, I could see how, like, especially if you're being a method actor how you could either get so consumed by a role where you end up like staying in character and you're just obnoxious to people and right. like, oh i'm just in character and it's like well you're just excusing bad behavior at that point it's like it's, it's kind of like um kind of similar to like wrestling i suppose where like for example mjf where <laughs> where it's like okay um yeah you're staying in character you're staying a heel 24 7 but that can give you a license to be a complete asshole. And it's like, oh, well, I'm just being a heel. Um, example would be like, like, um, I got a good one. Oh, Robert
1: Downey Jr.'s character in Tropic Thunder. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a dude playing a dude, dude disguised as another, another dude. <laughs> hey, what do you mean, you people? what do you mean (laughs) i don't break character until i do the dvd commentary (laughs) (laughs) yeah that like tropic thunder robert downey juniors performance that was a great send-up of satire of like uh of of um of method actors run amok i love how people try to bury him for that but they're like
1: he's playing a method actor (laughs)
0: yeah and like the film makes it clear that yeah his blackface isn't okay but that's what makes it so ridiculous exactly yeah and it's the rare example of blackface actually working Working. (laughs) yeah like it has a point to it but but yeah like that's an example too where it's like you know you know you can be like outlandish and you know and and at at the best it's like oh it's just uh just an actor just you know being eccentric but on the other hand there's some actors that could try to take it too far, and like, and they, sh- and they should get called out on it too. You know, like for example, like there's no reason why you should be sending like dead rodents and used condoms to your cast members. Come on now, like, is that something the Joker would do in the comics? Nah, I don't think. Depend on who's writing it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's like, um, yeah, it's like, uh, like, look like with method Acting and, and and wrestling too. It's like I remember there was like an anecdote or something where. Uh, bully ray said that like oh if like he would stay in character and to the point where if a like he was stay in character to the point where if a fan he would get into a fan's face and then he would risk getting arrested by the cops so it's like oh it's all about staying yeah, in the character. whole okay yeah kay, kayfabe kayfabe. Yeah. Kayf, kayfabe basically it's like everybody yeah everybody yeah, did
1: yeah Every, but, especially back in the day well because a lot of times back in the day they believed it was real well
0: yeah but yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, that was yeah, that was then because where, where internet wasn't a thing, but but nowadays it's like if you're staying in character, it's like, c- come
1: on, kind of don't yeah, you don't really necessarily need to do it yeah, but I mean yeah, and but it does give off a it does give off you know it does have a payoff because MJF is one of the best heels in the game right now oh well, he is yeah. Champa at that
0: time he was. Dude, he spoiled Infinity War. Kyle still hates him for that. <laughs> he did. He he did spoil Infinity War. I saw the tweet after the fact. I'm like, oh shit. I was like, damn. You know what?
1: Because because you know me being having my experience in ring, like I I, I just get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like I, I just kind of I I just kind of brush it off. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, it's a uh, like a. Like it, it can be shaky ground, but like, yeah. and and it kind of depends on on the on, the, Dis- on, how, on like uh, on the discipline, like how far an actor would go, and and if it makes sense. Yeah, like if if you're at the point where you're like harassing like crew members and castmates, then yeah, you're you're, you're just being a dick. You Never know? forget the gum toss. Yeah, no, know. <laughs> 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 when Njm threw his gum at me. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, I
1: wasn't even mad at that. I just felt like I was part of the show. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a gun gum toss is completely different than like straight up like assaulting a fan or threatening to. Yeah, you know, but but yeah, I think method acting does have its place, but like within within reason, Easy. you know, you, you can't you, you can't harass crew members and castmates because at that point, yeah, you deserve to get to get blacklisted. I mean, don't don't pull a Will Smith and Chris Rock thing, basically, okay. and. I'm
1: still gonna bump summertime like I ain't got oh. no sense. Oh, listen, like I'm still
0: I'm still a fan of Will Smith. Like, I'm still a fan of but, Chris Rock too. And Chris Rock, yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, on the one hand, like the Academy ban- banning banning uh, Will Smith for ten years, which is like, damn, it's really. Like, yeah, they banned it for ten. I no, mean, I
1: knew about it, but that's how I'm looking at the situation. I'm like, really?
0: Yeah, and it's like. It, 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 on the one hand, it's like, damn. So it means like, no matter how great Will Smith's future performances are, they will not get recognized by the Academy for the next decade, which sucks. Yeah. But it's like, I eh, mean, I mean, if I mean, on the one hand, it's like the Academy said that they they had to take action because they can't just strip him of his Oscar because they awarded him, awarded to him like not under an hour after he slapped Chris Rock, so they can't just strip him of the of the award. So it's like, well. You you earned it for this performance For King Richard But We can't just Pretend like the shit didn't happen I mean okay. Actions have consequences Yeah So um, then it's
1: just been Repeated consequences Like a lot has happened to him Within these past two weeks And now I'm just like Man Now it's like Listen They squashed it Yeah They're moving on with their lives
0: Yep Yeah It, it was just Yeah I mean I mean I, I agree. Um I mean wh- suicide I mean he could. <laughs> I mean he could. I mean Will Smith versus Idris Alba. It's like and, and the peacemaker. Hey. It's like it's like the Spider Man meme, like all three pointing at each other. He does exactly what I do. <laughs> but but yeah. Um still gonna be Still a fan
1: of both of them. Oh, absolutely. Chris Jada.
0: Yeah, Jada Jada Pinkett still a, still still a, a fantastic actress, you know. Um uh also Chris Rock, my my favorite stand-up comedian of all time. Um and Will Smith. Hey, I mean Fresh Prince, man. Come on. Come man. on. Man. <laughs> and uh and of course King, and, and King Richard. Please see King Richard. It's a it's a really good film. Re- remember, re- remember him for that movie and not the slap, please. He earned it. For, he earned the Oscar. Oh, I believe I believe <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah.
1: Well, the main course is we going to celebrate some snout. Oh, that's
0: right. Yes.
1: God, we had so much to the point where you forgot about it. I,
0: I totally forgot about what the main topic was going to be. Yeah. Snout. You, yes.
1: So what we going to do, and this is actually, I was actually inspired by, uh, for this one, one of their, uh, Facebook posts and, oh my God, I got sneeze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to hold it in as best as possible. Yep. Okay. Go on. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Know. I kind of thought you was... <laughs> No. Um, but yeah, they just brought up like a whole bunch of like movies that were good, but don't really quite get the credit that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And also, they were like, there was some where it was just really, really bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so it's like, you know what? let's celebrate some snout like the pig snout, yeah, let's celebrate some snout,
0: oh yeah, and I and that also goes for like i I also pulled up a list of like <laughs> forgotten nineties cartoons and shows, oh,
1: absolutely, let's go into it, and yeah. I'm actually gonna start off with one one show that I actually used to love, I used to love, okay, don't judge me, mm-hmm. It's from the '80s. The small wonder.
0: Small wonder. Okay. I, I well, I never watched an episode, but I do remember. Yeah, it was about a girl named Vicky, mm-hmm. and she was a, which
1: is an acronym for a voice input child Identicate. Mm-hmm. pronounced as Vicky. Yeah. But she's just a ten-year-old girl who's an android, and she was just built by an engineer, and she lives with his family and posed as her daughter. Oh. Posed as her daughter, so she always talked like this. And just, I don't know. This was just kind of a cool show to me.
0: Hmm. You know, it's an interesting concept. I think that you could take that same concept, um, and kind of, kind of. I, I I could take that concept and run with it. Oh. Uh, like like small like a small Wonder reboot because you have you have an android right who's ten years old, but then like she gains self awareness, and then like um, and then it's it becomes like a a horror movie where she's where she's terrorizing the family. But they're but they're trying to but she, but they're trying her best to like show her that love conquers all. So she's trying to fight you know her her inner cold android nature and like the love of this family. See, it's, it's, it's something that something that you could you could you could turn into something powerful and and, and creepy. I think A twenty four should produce the reboot. Oh God, Jesus, no! An A twenty four produced horror remake of Small Wonder. I think the world needs it. Yeah,
1: apparently it's on Netflix.
0: Oh, like the, the the original show?
1: Yeah. Okay. So where can I? I just googled it. Where can I stream? Small wonder. Mm. Is that Netflix, Hot Star, Voot, and Geo Cinema? Never heard of those. No.
0: <laughs> but yeah, small wonder. That's my first one. Which you? Which one you got? Oh man, like one show that I remember from Nickelodeon, like back in the early to mid '90s. It began as like a series of shorts, but then it became its its own show. Was the Adventures of Pete and Pete? Um, I like. I, I remember. I remember that show. It was. It was kind of. It was kind of. Um. It was kind of all right back back in the day. It's about like two brothers, like uh, uh Big Pete, the older brother, and then Little mm-hmm. Pete, who was like the rambunctious uh, Bart Simpson like badass. Um, and I, I remember like the. The quirky characters, supporting characters that were on that show, Artie, the strongest strongest man man in the world. world. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Um, Oh gosh, I remember um, uh, Petunia, uh, little pizza. Yeah, the tattoo
1: that just moves every time he moves his arm.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, There was there was one. Gosh, there was like one episode where it involved some weird handyman. It's kind of like a like, kind of like a creepy take of like the cable guy, I guess. Ah, wow. uh, I didn't. I got into Pete and Pete like later. Never yeah.
1: was like a full blown fan of the show, but it's like I got into it. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see the appeal of it, and then just
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was just kind of there.
0: Yeah, it was like one of those one of those shows. I was like, oh, I have something to watch, you know? Yeah,
1: but a lot of people loved it.
0: It did. In fact, like you can find you can find the the DVD set somewhere for like for cheap
1: oh it's got to be in a bargain bin somewhere oh yeah
0: um we have uh, someone in in the comments here ali marie says that uh, she loved pete and pete
1: yeah i mean yeah
0: yeah um yeah so yeah i I do remember that show i was like oh it was like one of those like uh filler shows you watch as a kid it's like between between some of the good stuff it's like oh okay i'll sit and watch this it's nickelodeon why not all
1: right I got one. This was on MTV, and it got canceled. It only lasted for two seasons, and I freaking I got into it really late. Okay. The Hard Times of R.J. Berger.
0: I don't remember that one.
1: Oh, it was very short-lived. Like, it was about this nerd Mm -hmm. who was pantsed in front of the whole school, like, complete stereotypical loser nerd. Mm Mm-hmm but he was pantsed in front of the whole school and the whole entire school found out that he was well endowed. Okay. <laughs> and it just had like all these like crazy characters. Like his parents were like swingers, but then they end up getting a divorce and the, his mother ends up getting with his gym teacher. Who was an asshole to him. <laughs> Yeah, like, this one girl who, like, was just in love with him since she was, like, three because she was the first one to, like, know about his well endowment. Okay. And, like, she wanted him to be his first. Like, it was just so... It was such a crazy show that you would have got cheap laughs out of. hmm But it only lasted, like, two episodes. Like, two seasons. Oh, wow. Like, I watched it on Netflix. I don't even know if it's still on there, but... Hmm.
0: And what's the show? The Adventures of The,
1: the Hard Times of RJ Burger.
0: Hmm. Okay. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> and TJ's like, what?
1: <laughs> Yo, it was a, it was a funny show. The gym teacher was a straight dick to him. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Like he would come up to him in school and like, well, now so, so I'm gonna now that I'm gonna be a part of your family. Go on and check out that trash boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to see some clips on YouTube. Oh, uh, good. Okay. Um, yeah, sp- speaking of animated shows, there were um there was there were two there was one that I remember that I distinctly remember because there was a crappy Super Nintendo game that came out like a year after it aired. You remember, you remember this cartoon show called Family Dog? No. Yeah, Family Dog. It was actually created by Brad Bird. That was one of his early works before he went on to create The Incredibles, Ratatouille, Um, Family Dog. It was this. It only lasted like ten episodes. I remember one episode where the family's house burned down, Um, and then 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 the show ended after that. the 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 series had some really cheap looking animation. I'm looking at. I just looked it up. Like, if you look at clips on YouTube, it's like, wow, this is this is shoddy. Like, this is some shoddy work. And and man, like and, and I remember too because like a year after in ninety four, there was this really shitty Super Nintendo game, Family Dog, that was based on the show, and it was probably worse than the show itself. I think Vic making things up. No, no, this is real. I'm googling it right now. This is this real. is a thi- This is a thing. Yeah, it's it's a thing. Family Dog, and like if you go on YouTube, just look up, just type in Family Dog cartoon, and just like watch like. Well, they, 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 I think they post like whole episodes. Like the the animation is just bad. It's like, oh man, oh man, y'all poor babies. Y'all ain't got no budget. Damn, but y'all doing the best you can with some snout. And that's what we're here to celebrate. <laughs> yes, we are. Okay,
1: this one was, pre- I found it to be a hit. And I think it only had like two or three seasons. Mm. On Nickelodeon.
0: Yeah. My brother and me. Yes, I remember my brother and me. I had a crush on Melody when I was a kid. Who didn't? Yeah. Hey, Amanda Seals was on that show, too, right? That was, like, one of her first performances. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Goo Punch.
1: Uh, you gotta <laughs> love Goo Dr. Money. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. You remember that? Remember when the little brother was like, Hit me. Hit me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. God. Yep.
1: My brother and me.
0: Yeah, it was uh, Goo uh, I forget the actor's name, but like he was just such he was just such a jerk to Melody. But then the but then like um her her mother thought of him as like a this complete well behaved. Nah, angel. it was
1: he was a jerk to Dion, which was Amanda Seals' character, but he right. had the crush on Melanie.
0: Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
1: Damn, that show that show only lasted like a few episodes. No, I think it was like two seasons. I want to say two seasons. Yeah, but I'm looking it up right now.
0: Yeah, it was like 94 to 95, I think. I yeah, know. but it was it was kind of a blip. But I, it was one of those shows I distinctly remember.
1: Because that, uh, that was
0: back in the 90s in the heyday of like black sitcoms. Which, thankfully, black sitcoms black sitcoms and shows are making a big resurgence this decade, too. Let me see. Yeah, because they
1: did kind of fall. Yeah, black sitcoms did fall off.
0: Oh, they had one season, 13
1: episodes. Yeah. I could have sworn they had more. Yeah, I thought they did. But I was like, huh,
0: wow. I guess I guess it was cause, like, cause it was one of those shows that stood out in my memory that I thought it lasted longer than it did.
1: Um, as a matter of fact, Kenny King from Our was in that show. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh man.
0: But all right, what you got? Oh man, um, this is this one's This one is an obscure one. Uh, but I do remember it. I was, uh, yeah, it, it was in early '90s. I was a kid, eight nine years old. You, you remember this 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 very short lived cartoon called Fish Police? No. I remember. Like I remember it was it was a show that actually aired late. It was late night. It was like around late night, like around like seven eight o'clock.
1: That's not late night. Yeah, well, like oh, if by if you're
0: if you're like seven eight years old, by that's. By that standards, but I remember there was like only a handful of episodes. And it was like, it was like this, like, uh, this, it was like styled after like classic film noirs. It was like a detective story about these anthropomorphic fish. And like, I guess, like, the main character was like styled after Humphrey Bogart and he would go on to solve cases, but every character was like a fish. Think of like SpongeBob SquarePants noir edition, basically.
1: Uh, I- I'm reading the, ca- I'm reading it. Yeah. You know who played the main, <laughs> the main character, Detective Catfish? Who? Robert Guillaume. Holy shit! <laughs> there was a good um, Charlie Schlatter, Georgia Brown, uh, Don Knotts, Edward Asner, John Ritter, Joe Joe Beth Joe Beth Williams.
0: Wow, man, Robert Guillaume, man. Oh, rest in peace, late legend. But. Man. I don't remember this. No, like it was literally like a blip. Like it only lasted like maybe not even ten episodes. Six episodes, three unaired. Yeah, because I remember watching it as a ki- watching like like those two or three episodes as a kid, and then it disappeared, and I didn't think about it anymore. But there you I go. Like, but yeah, I do remember the. I just remember the concept sticking out. Fish police. at no. You got me on that one. Yeah. It turns out it was actually based on an old comic, apparently. Really? Like, like in the 70s or 80s.
1: Oh, I got to look that up. Yeah. Will I buy it? Probably not. No. Nah. Hmm,
0: maybe. Well, but. it's pretty pretty obscure at this point. But... <laughs>
1: um, right. Mines is a movie.
0: Okay. And I
1: feel like this movie was so much fun to watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to find now. And... It doesn't. It doesn't get the respect that it deserves. Okay. Three Ninjas Kickback. Now everybody <laughs> remembers the first one because Rocky loves Emily.
0: I, re- I do remember. We got the first Corey
1: one. and Topango, We got Martin and Gina. But nobody will know how much Rocky
0: loves Emily. Hmm. Indeed. But Kickback was a solid movie. It was fun. It was fun for its time. I I remember seeing both films. Um, fun fact, like you know, ninja ninja is actually the the singular and plural. So ninjas wasn't a real word. Okay, but it was just one of those nitpicky things that people pointed out. Oh my God, out! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, you can't tell me you didn't hate you didn't like th- you TJ you liked three ninjas.
0: It was cool when we were kids. Like we yeah. we wanted to be ninjas oh, yeah. or ninja. You yeah. wanted yeah, a to grandpa th- to teach me ninjitsu. Shit, shit, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, we had Ninja Turtles, we had uh, three ninjas, Surf Ninjas, Surf Ninjas. Like, oh God, I was watching that at work. Ninja Gaiden. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> like, like ninjas was a thing back in the nineties, man. Oh, damn, those were fun movies as a kid. They were
1: until they did the one with the when they was on the Indian campground, mm-hmm. and then they did another one, the High Noon and Mega Mountain with Hogan.
0: Oh, that one. I remember seeing clips of that. I'm like, "Oh, this is yeah, rough. I'm good."
1: <laughs> yeah, I was good. Like, yeah, I was done by then.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Damn, that was a good one. Um let's see. Uh speaking speaking of movies, um one that doesn't really get talked about a lot, um and and actually like uh, the Blu-ray edition of this film recently came out. Uh and it's one of Chris Rock's uh underrated comedies in the early 90s, CB4. That gets all the praise.
1: Does it, though? Absolutely. It, people still love... CB4 still holds up. It,
0: it still does, definitely. But it's one of those films that people... I, I feel people forget to mention. Like, when you mention Chris Rock's other films, like people are, are quicker are quicker to mention, like, New Jack City. Right. Or, like... Um, oh, gosh, what else did he do? Um, boomerang. Or Boomer... Was he? No, he wasn't... He was in
1: like Boomerang. Chris Rock? Yeah, he was Boney T. He knew everything that was going on in that... <laughs> Oh, the, but was he it was cheap? the mailman. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, 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 all right. All he right. knew
1: everything that was going on.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, yep. You're right. Um, yeah, like you, you're, you, you mentioned like you, people are quicker to mention like his his other moves or like other stand ups, but like see before I think that people overlook a little oh, bit. No, no. But
1: especially now that you know June to, Juneteenth is a pay is a federal holiday yeah. and everybody sings the anthem. I'm, I'm black. black, y'all. <laughs> and I'm
0: blackety black, blackity black. Oh, coming straight out of low cash, yeah. crazy motherfucker named Gusto. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wrap the rest of the lyrics because it's pretty explicit. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Classic. Oh yeah, cheap. Yo, Pete. I
1: love yeah, the first. That was the first appearance of Cheat Pete. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, I love Antonio Fargas's freaking scene.
0: Oh my god, when he, when he, when he strolled out with the pimp suit and the and the, the... and the fish end up breaking. Oh yeah, the the fish platform shoes.
1: There was a music. There was a museum exhibit, of, Like I think it's. I'm not sure if it's still going on. The Ruthie Carter exhibit. Oh, okay. With all like the all the outfits from the movies, and yeah. that one from "I'm Gonna Get You Sucker" is on display.
0: Word. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you know, fun fact too. Like on my Instagram, like "I'm gonna, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker" is my most well liked post on my Instagram. Is it real? Yeah, over 250 <laughs> likes. One real. <laughs> I sure ain't hungry oh man and then when they were back the he just took everything <laughs>
1: you got change for a hundred
0: <laughs> it's like if you got a hundred bucks just buy the food man. <laughs> buy the restaurant <laughs> oh man
1: oh shit that was classic oh yeah. where in the world is Common San Diego uh, loved that game show me and Will bought Black- Blackman, Shots, and We used to mm. talk about that show. The next day, we would be like, "Yo, we need to go on that show because we would kill all these kids."
0: Oh man! And the late great late Lynn Thigpen yep. as a host. Um, as as a chief was it? Chief, yeah. Yeah. And Greg Lee <laughs> as the host. Yes. Oh my God, I remember. Th- I do remember that show very, very vividly. Yeah, I remember. Like I was like, uh, like I was like a- after school. Like I was at this. like yep. um... Six o'clock?
1: No, five o'clock.
0: Yeah, I would watch that show. I'm like, this is really cool. <laughs> oh man, yeah that that was that was a cool show. And then like, uh, of course, the animated series, which came out a, f- a couple years later.
1: That was good. That was pretty good
0: for what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was like edutainment.
1: Yeah, and that's what. And I well, I was always geography was one of my favorite uh, subjects in school. So yeah. yeah, I was really big on that. Oh yeah. What you got? What you got? What you got?
0: oh man Sp- speaking of uh cartoon shows um there were two because they were they actually one was a spinoff of the other um i distinctly remember watching as a kid eek the cat and the terrible thunder lizards because the t- thunder lizards was a was a spinoff of eek the cat um i remember watching eek the cat like every saturday and uh Let's see. It was like he was a purple cat who his his catchphrase his his catchphrase was "It never hurts to help." He had a girlfriend named Annabelle who was like this pink fat cat, and his and his arch nemesis was Sharky, this vicious dog. Um, and every time you hear him, you hear like this this guitar riff. Um. Yeah, and and like Ike would like get into like like shenanigans where he would injure himself. He would like scream like hysterically, and then Annabelle was like his like his loving, understanding girlfriend. Like she was like what you call big boned. Um, yeah, I remember that show. It, it actually lasted a while on Fox. It lasted from ninety two to ninety
1: seven. Yeah, I see. It had like um, yeah seventy five episodes, five seasons.
0: Yep, there was a Super Nintendo game based on it on the show. And there was a, the terrible thunder lizards. There were like three dinosaur mercenaries. One of them had like a, like a like a tube shaped head. Um, they were kind of dressed like the Ghostbusters, and they were hunt, and they were hunting down like two primitive humans. Uh, but they always got they always got into it with like um, their dinosaur arch nemesis. <laughs> yeah, those that was that was actually a, those were two decent shows back then for Fox. Oh, the Troopers. <laughs> oh like, VR Troopers, yes, aka not Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> I remember not Power Rangers VR Troopers very well. Oh man, uh, that was a show that even, even back then, I'm like, yeah, this shit is whack. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, cause I'm thinking, even back then, when I had no taste in my name, I'm like, this ain't Power Rangers. Come on, what are you, what are we doing here? They tried, they tried. <laughs> like, they really tried. Like they even had like a Zordon figure, Professor who was like, Hart. Professor Hart was like this black guy. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool, but you're not Zor- you're not Zardon.
1: Though. I'm willing to bet, and I'm going to go on Wikipedia and look at this. I'm willing to bet not one actor on that show. Had, they had a video game in
0: 95. Really? <laughs> huh. I'll be damned. Yeah, oh, yeah. Here, here's one that's digging in the crates, too. It's similar to VR Troopers. It was one of those Power Rangers ripoffs that were rife in the 90s. There was one on the USA Network. Mm-hmm. Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. What the? (laughs) I'm not making this up. You can Google it. It was a real thing. Like, they had a Zordon figure, but he was like a blob. A blob on a table. That was their Zordon figure. And, man, this shit was low motherfucking budget. Like, like you could tell they were on a set. And you could could practically see, like, the lighting rig if the camera pointed up far enough. Like, it was a bad show. It was... Yeah, it was one of those, like, obscure ripoffs. It was on the USA Network. Okay,
1: It was Professor Hart was played by Kerrigan Mahan impersonating Jack Nicholson. Huh. <laughs> Wait, no, that's Jeb. Okay. No, he was perfe- uh, portrayed by Julian Combs. Okay. And, yeah, that's kind of it. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Sarah Brown played Caitlyn Starr. Actually, has it. She went down to play, like, General Hospital. JB Reese by Michael Calvin Hollander. And then the leader, Ryan Steele, played by Brad Hawkins, who's. Hmm. Looked like he did some
0: stuff. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, Gosh, what the. There was yeah, there were yeah, there was a whole bunch of uh Power Rangers rip offs back yeah. then.
1: <laughs> like the next one I'm gonna yeah. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad.
0: Yes, I remember that. <laughs> God damn it, I remember that. Matthew show.
1: Lawrence Yup. And they
0: would they would um they would fight vi- computer viruses yeah. that took the form of basically like you know Mo- the, like the monster.
1: Power Rangers esque monsters.
0: Yeah. They would fight in a computer um oh my gosh. What was their what was their uh catchphrase? It was um Oh man. Hold on, let me look it up. Sweet. Is it was it like let's 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 samurize guys or let's uh, cyber or let's organize guys? Something like that. I do remember they had a catchphrase every episode. Uh
1: okay, the main character's name was Servo. Yep. Mm-hmm. And
0: oh my god. God damn it, I remember that show. Ah, <laughs> <God, it hurts. laughs>
1: uh, I can't oh, Cool man. Battle wait, no, that wasn't it. Cool battle armor, what
0: no. Yeah,
1: don't they don't have it. They don't have it in the Wikipedia.
0: Oh, okay. They might have clips on YouTube if you if I'm you pretty sure it. they do. Yeah, man. God. Yeah, like that it was a show that I actually watched. I thought it was I thought it was kinda cool. But I'm like, still the Saint Power Rangers, but I'll take it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what Be <we're here. laughs>
1: Tim Curry played the voice of Kilo Khan, the leader.
0: Okay, Tim Curry. What was it? What else?
1: Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Like, the Tim Curry. Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: Oh yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Wow, I'm surprised you had a brain fart on that. I know so many names, so many names. Yes, Tim Curry, Rocky Horror Picture Show legend. Yeah. Yes, Scary, scary Movie two. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was in that show. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: here, Snout, y'all. We yep. eating, snap.
0: So much snout, man. That's that's where the Silk City hot sauce comes in. <laughs> Yo.
1: Fifteen
0: <laughs> percent mm, off your order, people. OX. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, give me one. I got like four more. Oh man. Um I got I got a I oh I got a whole list too. Um do you remember um you remember that show Mutant League? Vaguely. Yeah, mutant mutant uh mutant league. It was a show that aired early Saturday mornings and it was about um these mutant football players and athletes and um and what was unique about the show was like it showed actual like decapitations and like gore but it was all green blood so like they so the censors got away with it the main character was named Bones Justice he was a he was a football playing skeleton whose eyes glowed red if he got mad and he always wore sunglasses um, and there was like, and there, I, was, I distinctly remember because there was one episode where the, the green lizard dude was hooked, on some, was hooked on this drug called Buzz. It was kind of like the analog of steroids. And at the end of the episode, he was like, my name is so-and-so and I'm a buzzaholic.
1: Buzzaholic.
0: Yeah. I, I remember that show very well because there, there were a couple of video games for the Sega the Genesis <laughs> based on Mutant League
1: made a video game of anything back in the day yeah toxic crusaders tj just brought back i
0: remember that show oh
1: my yeah oh man i think i had it
0: i think i had the action figure oh those action figures were popular yeah (laughs) it's from the same company playmates i think right
1: does that company even still exist i don't think so oh they need to do an episode of the toys that made us
0: yeah i remember toxic crusaders
1: okay since we're gamers Video Power that used to come on at like 6 in the morning Where they would give you It was not Nick Arcade But uh. they would give you Like the host would give you tips On how to beat video games Oh okay I don't remember that show It all. came on at 6 in the morning Like five mm. thirty-six 6 in the morning When TV came on mm-hmm. That would come on too <laughs> On Fox
0: Oh wow Yeah I don't remember that one
1: um, hmm. It was very very short-lived video oh my god video power how long was that on okay
0: let uh, me see
1: oh two seasons with 83 episodes
0: wow it lasted a good had a good run it did yeah Hmm. yeah of course nick arcade we both remember
1: oh of course like nick arcade was like that was just it
0: yeah Oh man, uh, do you remember um, that that show, uh, Dog City? Uh, it, it was on Fox, uh, early '90s. Jim Henson produced. It was just about like a, a city full of uh, crime. It was like it was like a it was like a Saturday morning crime <laughs> comedy with all the do- all the characters were dogs, and the main character was this dog detective. You know, it's not Tubi. It's wow <laughs> to be one of those like uh, one of those no name streaming services. Oh my goodness, um, yeah. Got a weird spam one. Huh. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay. Thundercats,
1: listen, Thundercats is greatness.
0: It was greatness.
1: You cannot throw c- Thundercats with snout.
0: No, nah, you can't. Thundercats is legit.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? That new one that they tried to reboot. Yeah. That's even... I wouldn't even... No. That's disrespect. They tried. No, they shouldn't have. <laughs> Dude, it was going to look like that. Did Have you seen what it looked like?
0: I, I don't barely remember what it looked like. Oh, no. I'll show you. But I do remember the backlash it received.
1: Oh, and it's worth it.
0: But yeah. But yeah, Dog City, I remember. I, I watched it every Saturday morning. It was from 90, 92 to 94. Just about you know a city full of dogs, anthropomorphic dogs. The main character was like a crime-fighting detective. Um, it was kind of like a think of like what if like that what if that nineties mascot McGruff uh, had a, had his own show, basically. Yeah, basically. Take a bite out of crime. Um, but yeah, it, it was a decent show for its time, actually. Now that I think about it. Um, <clears throat> speaking uh, speaking of other.
1: This is what it was supposed to look like. Really? Yep.
0: Huh. Well, that's not cool. Yeah.
1: That's the Yeah. It was awful.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm not feelin', feeling that. Nobody did. So yeah. don't feel bad. Man. Uh, <laughs> bots Masters. I, it's
1: laser time, boy.
0: I remember that show. Yes.
1: <laughs> I had my mother take me to KB Toy Stores. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm showing out we are showing our age with that one yeah just to get a pair of the 3d glasses so whenever it said it's laser time you put on your 3d glasses you would
0: watch the show in 3d oh man like i never i never got the glasses but <laughs> i do remember the show i vaguely remember the the theme song i'm gonna play it right now i'm gonna play it right now go right ahead Uh-oh. i remember they had they had the 3d uh the 3d segment of the show yeah, which w- when
1: it was laser time, which was
0: innovative at that time, it was, and it also reminded me of the another show reboot.
1: Reboot, I don't remember. I think I remember the name, but I never watched it.
0: Yeah, it was a completely three D, three uh, D CG uh, animated series. Yeah, th- it, it and it showed like CG animation came a long way, but reboot was like a glor- glorified demo reel. <laughs> Oh my God!
1: It sounds like the freaking Deadpool song. <laughs> it- Remember the scene in Deadpool when he was making his costume and stuff, and still trying to find Francis. Yeah, it does. They had a robot that was a chef. Oh my
0: God. Mm-hmm.
1: Zip zoolander.
0: God, that is quintessential 90s right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man. man. Wow. That was a blast from the past, right there. I had to do it. I had to do it. My goodness. Hit me with one. I don't know if I can top that (laughs) top that me. Oh man. Uh Let's see. Do you remember um, James Bond Junior? Yes, <laughs> I remember. I remember that show because because of its theme song and the fact that there were two video games based on it <laughs> for for the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. And I think there was a regu- regular Nintendo version too. Uh, but, James
1: Bond Junior.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, like because I, I remember like the, the supporting characters. Like IQ was his inventor, who was like the grandson of Q from the from the si- from the movie series. <laughs> the the main the main villain organization was not Spectre. it was scum um i forgot what scum stood for um i, I have to look it up actually oh man um yeah i i do remember that show i thought oh this is all right i mean back then i wasn't a bond fan so i so i thought it, i was just like it was what it was i was kind of indifferent james
1: bond junior oh man you know what first of all i got to go back. who was, who played the voice of um Zip Zoolander.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Uh it was, actually
1: a, it was actually French at first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The organization in James Bond Jr., the villain organization was called Scum. Uh Saboteurs and Criminals United in Mayhem. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Mark
1: Hildreth
0: played Ziv Zoolander.
1: I thought it was Zip. Oh, Zip? Ziv Z I V. Oh,
0: okay. Well there you go. <laughs> um Fun fact, uh, James Bond Jr. was voiced by Corey Burton. Uh, He was um, Shockwave on the Transformers.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, my God.
0: Um, He was also Zeus in the God of War series and Hugo Strange in Batman Arkham City. No, sir. Yep. Oh, that's funny. And he was also Count Dooku and Cad Bane in Star Wars, uh, the Clone Wars series. Really? Yeah. He was a prolific. He's a prolific uh, voice actor. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Remember Ghost Rider? Yes, I do. I remember Ghost Rider. I used to make my own pens. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah.
1: Can't do a show like that today.
0: Mm. There's no point. That's true. So we have these smartphones. Basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like. <laughs> Ghost Rider was a cell phone service back in the day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh man. Uh hit me one, because I got one more. That's gonna be like wow.
0: Oh man. Um here here's an here's an obscure one. Do you remember um on on Nickelodeon Space Cases?
1: The name sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, it was basically like um Star Trek for kids. Um, it was like it was a Canadian series. It aired on Nickelodeon. Um, there was one. There was one character who was an alien. He had like squiggly ears. They kind of looked like uh, like a seashell. Um, I think one of the characters died. Well, well, it was funny. It was interesting because like one of the characters it was it was this girl who claimed that she had an imaginary friend that only she could see. But then when she died, her imaginary friend actually came to life and everybody and she just took the place of the friend that died. It was really weird.
1: Walter Emanuel Jones
0: was in that show. What was it? What else was he in?
1: Power Rangers as Zach, the
0: Black Ranger. That's that's right. He was in Space Cases too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah. Space Cases. Yeah, that was a semi-interesting show.
1: Paige Christina Rahi Azizi Christian Ayer Walter Emanuel Jones Bill Moomy Jewel State. Paul Um mm. mm. uh,
0: two else? seasons. Wow, yeah, yeah, it did last a had, a had a somewhat decent run. I remember watching a handful of episodes. You ready? Yeah.
1: Attack of the Killer Tomatoes.
0: Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that show. I remember that show very vividly as a kid. Attack of the Killer kill the Tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> Oh man! Like for the for for longest time, I didn't I didn't realize that it was actually based on a movie, but uh, but yeah, I do remember the TV show, and it was so weird. I'm like, eh, I'll watch it. And I'm really looking. Th- 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 this
1: was the thing. The movies look even weirder. <laughs>
0: I bet. Yeah, yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I remember th- remember for its theme song. Um, it was one of the shows that just sat down and watched as a kid. I'm like, eh, it's a cartoon. Why not? And I'm and. No, I was I was kind of indifferent to it, really. Just that it was there. Yeah, it was. It was just there. It had, it had a memorable theme song. Yeah, I think at, at that time that's kind of all you needed. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And also too, like, uh, I, I, I do have a few more that you might remember. Um, you you remember? Um, and I and I, I know years ago I talked about this show. Um, you remember a uh, Phantom Twenty Forty?
1: Kinda,
0: yeah. I
1: remember they had. I, I remember a Phantom
0: Twenty. Yeah, Phantom Twenty Forty. That that was actually a good show. It was it was definitely underrated. Um, it only, it only lasted two seasons, but they did have a final episode, so they actually completed their storyline. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was a good series. Um, like the the animation quality was similar to Eon Flux. I think Peter <laughs> I remember Ch- that one. Yeah, Peter Chung was actually uh, animated for that for that show too.
1: Margot Kidder was in it.
0: Yeah, she played um. Oh gosh, what was her name? Rebecca Madison. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, and Mark I mean, Hamill was in it. Yeah, he played the Doctor Jack. Jack. Yeah, the reporter who would slander the Phantom. Um, yeah, it was a it was a very good show, and I and I think the Phantom Twenty Forty deserves its flowers. That's a, that's a series that I would love to see a reboot of, or like a live action film, because they, just like the setting and like the themes, it still holds up today. So that's a show that deserves its flowers. If you haven't seen it, you can watch some of the clips on YouTube. Um, that show, um, a, 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 another show that actually was pretty serious, uh, but also had a decent run, was Exo Squad. I remember Exo Squad. Yeah, had an interesting premise, like uh, the Neo Sapiens, mm-hmm. the the aliens that uh, human humanity created as as their slaves, and then Neo Sapiens rebelled against humans, and it was a pretty, it was actually a pretty heady, pretty serious. Uh, Sci-fi animated series for its time. It was like, and there were, I, I remember there were some comics based on it too.
1: I think I did see. I think I did come across one during my like comic book hunts.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it was, was kind of like, hmm, interesting. I find one. I'll send it to you. Defenders of the Earth. Wait, that's eighties. Yeah, I don't remember that one.
0: Um, oh, of course, a uh, Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh God.
1: Okay. <laughs> Defenders of the Earth is on Pluto.
0: Wow. Um let's see the Tomorrow People?
1: I remember the Tomorrow People.
0: Yeah. The, the like there were two versions. There was like the original 70s version and there was the one in the 90s. The one yeah. that one I remember. That was kind of cool. They teleported everywhere. They had psychic powers. Yeah, that is true. Yep. Oh man. Oh. Speaking of which, The Secret World of Alex Mack.
1: Loved that show. That
0: was a cool show.
1: I never finished it. Was. It was. How did me neither.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, like a girl who had, who was, who, who gained superpowers. She could transform into a puddle.
1: Yeah. And I think she shot, like, lasers, too, or something. Like,
0: yeah. And then when she got embarrassed, like, she would glow yellow.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Larissa Olay, She ended up playing in, um, 10 Things I Hate About You. But I don't know if she'd done anything else. Probably. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's had, like, a... Na- it's...
0: Yeah, probably did some decent work here and there. Um... Of course, Bucky O'Hare.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. We used to make fun of kids with freaking buck teeth. Aw. Didn't call them Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Kids were kids were cruel. Yeah, we were. Um, Bucky O'Hare, I, I do remember playing the arcade game in <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh, God. And, and it was fun. And I'm like, damn, I really want to play this game again.
1: Okay. Recently, she... Did a movie called We Broke Up. Hmm. Uh, directed it by Jeff Rosenberg with Aya Cash
0: and... Sounds like budget. a Hallmark movie or something. I release... It was released in theaters. Oh. April twenty. 20- I have no idea what that is.
1: Um, And... As far as TV, she was the main role in a show called the Healing the Healing Powers of Dude.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: It's actually on Netflix.
0: Okay. Well, all right. That's what's up. Um, another Nickelodeon show. How about Salute Your Shorts? The camp counselor recently died. Ugh, Ugh died. The counselor. Yeah, yeah, it was Ugh, right?
1: No, because you know I'm thinking donkey lips. Right. Oh, Salute man. your show. I'm looking it up right now.
0: Yeah, because I do remember Ugh. There was a there was a main character Ugh who was a camp counselor, and Doctor Khan was like unseen. You only heard him around uh, around the, over the, over the loudspeaker. Um, yeah, Salute Your Shorts was a cool show back then. I remember the the main antagonist Budnick. He was like the resident badass. Yeah,
1: and he's like a very accomplished voice actor.
0: Yep, he is.
1: Um yeah, ugly yeah, Kirk Bailey. Died February 28th this year? Yeah. Damn. Lung cancer.
0: Oh man. Rest in peace. Yeah. I remember he, yeah, he, his was-
1: his final project was DC <laughs> League of
0: Super Pets. Oh yeah, that movie is coming out this summer,
1: <laughs> and it's going to be dedicated in his memory. But yeah, nice. Yep, Ugg passed away.
0: Oh, rest in peace, man. Yeah, yeah. Salute Your Shorts was a cool show back then. Um, you got
1: to watch that Nickelodeon documentary on um, on Hulu. Like, I recommend anybody. Oh, what's that documentary called? Uh, the Orange is the Nickelodeon story. Okay. Yeah. He brought back like you can't do that on television and all those other shows. Oh
0: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> S- get slimed, or if you say water, you get you get hit with water. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, I remember? Um, you can't do that on television. I think Alanis Morrisette was on was on like the early season, possibly. Yeah. Um, last one here. This one, this one is definitely an obscure one. This only lasted a blip in '98. It was produced by Steven Spielberg. It was an animated series called Invasion America. Don't remember it. No? Yeah. It came out in June of ninety eight. Same month as King of the Ring ninety eight. Um I I remember I remember I got like mixed reviews. It only lasted like a blip. I was like, Oh, Steven Spielberg produced it. Oh, it's something special. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was an obscure one.
1: Oh man.
0: But, yep. Snout Joe. Yeah, so much snout to go around. That was fun, though. That was <laughs> man going back down memory lane. Bot's master. I... Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus!
1: You kind, of, I kind of want to just like revisit a lot of
0: these. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Like, like literally,
1: just like we'll watch an episode of each show that we mentioned and be like, "Wow," and yeah. just comment on it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, Bossmaster, uh Family Dog, just to see how cheap the animation is. Fish Police like that. That it's just weird. Um yeah, uh yeah, there's a lot of and I'm sure there's a lot of shows that we haven't had a chance to like don't remember yet. Oh, I'm sure you know, we'll do a right part now. 2. Oh yeah. Um yeah, there there there's a whole bunch of like digging in the crates for like old shows that you remember as a kid vaguely. And then you like when we did the research for the show, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this show, yeah.
1: Some were just coming back to me. I literally had, like five, and some of them were coming back to me like as I'm going as you're going along. And I'm like, Yeah. Damn, man.
0: Yeah, man. All the Power Rangers ripoffs. <laughs> oh God. So many. But yeah, man, a lot of snout um to go around. Um and you can you can enjoy some snout of your own with some Silk City hot sauce. <laughs> Um, use the promo code to get uh, codex to get fifteen percent off your order. Get some get some get some of that erotic fever action going, get some of that ram skull action going, badass Jew, some of that uh silky smooth maple syrup hot sauce that you can pour all over your body. I mean pancakes. God damn it. Um and if you want to reenact the scene from Don't Be a Menace at South Central drinking your juice in the hood, well you have all sorts of flavors to choose from. I know you have done it. But anyway, I yes. have not. Uh, Dude, wow. But yes, uh <laughs> Silk city dot Use a promo code Codex. Get fifteen percent off your order. It's tasty. You're an awful <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man! But yeah, you can catch us all on. Um. Uh, obviously, thanks. uh Facebook. Uh. I can't even talk now. You got me laughing. <laughs> Facebook Live. Thank you for watching. Um. You can listen to us on all your. Uh, Wow, what did I walk into? Oh, come on. You Now you want to walk in, after <laughs> Now you got to listen tomorrow at work, and you'll actually be laughing for no reason. Look like you laughing for no reason. <laughs> Snout, y'all. Snout.
0: That's right. Yes. Uh, everywhere. Every, we'll find our episodes everywhere. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. Spotify. Yep.
1: Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. Yep. iHeartRadio. Yep. Stitcher.
0: Mm-hmm facebook live
1: extra content on youtube, yep yeah,
0: and uh twitter at codex prime cast and instagram at codex prime podcast that's right yeah, so yeah that's uh that that wraps it up for this week uh yeah, let us know uh what 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 your what your snouts are for t v forgotten t v shows and films oh man um and and uh yeah yeah well, uh, we'll and 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 also send us a viewer email uh, we we will love to hear from you. Um, yeah, tune in next week. Uh, same time, same channel. Uh, we got more shenanigans on the horizon, more guests on the horizon. So, on the horizon, more guests on the horizon. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Um, thank you all for watching and listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.